0: I'm Danny, and I'm Danika and we're biracial unicorns the mini-sode, mini-sode
1: time mm, I, I, I always want to sing in these episodes I think they just yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> how many times do you have to edit out like my
0: <laughs> oh I don't I don't edit them out I leave them in
1: I'm so pumped I feel like we haven't done a proper mini in a while and I'm like I'm really excited for this one Yes. Hmm. I are you just? I think can we can maybe be so bold as to just kind of jump in right away? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I w- kind of want all the time for this. So I was actually inspired by a previous episode that we did because we I I, I said a simple line. I thought, oh, that'd be a good mini-sode. So I've been saving this up for a while. So it's been building up.
0: Whoa, you're so good! I don't actually maintain a list of minisode things, and I really should because it's always a struggle when it's my turn. I'm like, oh no, what what's a minisode? I had like several ideas, and now I can't remember any of them.
1: Girl, I've had to go back to old school. I had to go back to chisel and stone tablet.
0: Um, Mm, No, I've actually list.
1: yeah, I've actually started, um, I got little cute little mini notepads now for myself for the holiday season, and I'm starting to leave them in places because even, uh, I used to do notes on my phone, because sometimes I will literally get up in the night to get a glass of water and be like, that'd be a great mini-sode, <laughs> I will need to like write it, like physically write it down, so yeah, I've, had, I've gone back to the old pen and paper, and that has been really super helpful.
0: I know several comedians who have just like notepads everywhere, like keep a notepad <laughs> in their pocket, keep yes. a notepad in like all the places so that they yes. can make notes. Yeah. I I just let everything build up in my brain and then I never remember it. <laughs>
1: I know when I wrote a lot of comedy, that's what the, that's the first thing they tell you is to get is to get loads and loads of notebooks. I used to pride myself on my amazing memory and I still kind of do. And then I had a kid and then 30s happened and I slowly lost the gift. I feel like an episode of Heroes, like I'm just kind of my power is kind of. dwindled. <laughs> I'm actually excited because I did brain remember this, but I also did write it down. So it does help. Today, we're going to spend about 10 minutes talking about something that is. Literarily, literally, little letter, li- something inspired. Literarily, by- yes. How was I ever going to say that? It was never going to happen. <laughs> so that and sci-fi inspired. It inspires video games, movies, um, cons, fashion. So mm. I have ten minutes on the digital digital clock. Let's talk about the sub sub genre that is. Steampunk. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So we did the episode of uh, Jingle Jangle, uh, Christmas Journey. I, we talked about how the style had nodes and like a tipping of the hat to steampunk. And I thought, huh, that is something that I would like to talk about.
0: Cool. Let's start with a definition of steampunk. What is your... Your definition of steampunk. Uh,
1: The way I would describe it would be a sub-sci-fi genre that is inspired by... It's like mm, turn-of-the-century... How would you describe it? Turn-of-the-century meets sci-fi. Because I Mm. know it was kind of inspired by, like, cyberpunk. It was this late eighties, early nineties kind of thing. So I think anything that would in that would have that kind of mashing of genres. Mm. So I yeah, think that's I would him. say
0: it's yeah, it's Victorian mm-hmm. and inspired by the steam engine. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of almost always set in a Victorian era, I would say, to be like true steampunk, but mm-hmm. like alternate reality where there are elements of like futuristic things with like a steampunk steam era steam engine era um feel to it so lots of gears lots of like zeppelins lots of
1: (laughs) so many goggles (laughs) all the
0: goggles (laughs) yeah yeah i was i was really into steampunk when it was like there was like this huge huge moment where steampunk was really popular in uh-huh. the like mid 2000s and I, I really liked it then now I'm like over it
1: <laughs> I was wondering I was just like what is she gonna say she's over it like, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me clock the time of which it was exactly <laughs> not not even three whole minutes into this she was saying she's no over it. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like
0: on mm. its face it's cool. It's just almost overdone now. Yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. wonder if there's just like there's got to be a way to like breathe new life into it. And I did appreciate that about Jingle Jangle is that it it had that like like you said the tip of the hat to it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like overwhelming. This is our whole like definition this is our whole world is just this like overdone steampunk world. No, we're going to take steampunk elements and we're going to take different elements from different things and mash it up and make it into this. And I thought that was really smart. A really great way to use steampunk.
1: I like the two. My first actual real... I was aware of it, but once again, I didn't know how to vocalize it. And of course, it's been in, you know literature for sure and making of it i remember seeing the wild wild west with Will Smith mm, in it yeah that's that, a great example and that was like that was one of my first real big i mean however successful or unsuccessful it was i loved that really screwing with the idea of steam still being the wave of the future but the future being so endless of what you could do to it and i really enjoyed it i had the same thing to where i thought it was so cool and then my um uh, my husband used to play the video game fable he was really into fable and that had a lot of of the essence of steampunk and so i loved the aesthetic of it a lot i love that it kind of was like a big middle finger to a tradition of the victorian era but i kind of like you i it, It was an oversaturation and Mm. one note and one color and one flavor. (laughs) It was just, it became, this is what it is. And this is like anything else that's like kind of almost in a nerd geek culture. They became very selfish of it and very protective. And I can say that as someone who is also nerdy and geeky and can get (laughs) overprotective about something like, oh, this is Steampunk. Oh, this isn't. And becoming exclusive and look, I have a typewriter for my computer now. It's It just became something else instead of just something, you know, fun and imaginative and without boundaries. And it. It, yeah, I it would be really cool for it to breathe new life and have uh, new points of view and new people telling the story and, and really going for it. Because um, I know other movies like, atlantis had a lot of that as well which uh-huh. we talked about our love for that treasure planet i know howl's moving castle kind of the same thing of these things that are very beautifully and visually appealing and that is so exciting but yeah i don't know uh i don't know what they what else you could do with it
0: yeah yeah and i think there is this this moment um, now that has a lot of a lot of these like isms these like subgenres of science fiction mm-hmm. that are kind of retro futuristic in the same way as it steampunk is so it's like a past era but putting it into like this futurism lens mm-hmm. which I think is is really interesting and, and the Victorian style is so so distinctive Mm. so i feel like that's that's why there's this popularity for steampunk because it's like it is like so classy i guess with like (laughs) the top hats and the Mm. bustles and like all the things but yeah i i don't know and it's it's certainly not like a new movement like i think mm. metropolis the what was at 1920 that that science fiction film mm. was like pretty steampunk even though that was like before steampunk was even a word yes so i think there are are like really cool things with steampunk but i'm more interested i think in these other these other sort of retro futurist ideas that have been bouncing around I don't know there's just so much world building that can Mm -hmm. be done and I understand the the appeal of like using steampunk because it's already kind of defined as this this vision of the future and you see that with all sorts of different like cyberpunk you mentioned solar punk is like one which I, I say because that's the name of my, my husband's farm. <laughs> and I think it's my favorite vision of the future because it's like very green and mm. very nature is like a huge aspect of it. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm really I really love science fiction for the reason that it's like anything is game Mm. right it's like a a way to to create and build the aesthetic of the world in a way that you don't see as much in other genres
1: oh I really like that I love what you said about world building and I think maybe that's why steampunk was a little bit stunted in some ways Mm. because it was about an aesthetic and not about a way of life per se so you even mm. said with like solar punk, it's about like green and what would the world look like if it was like a little bit more sustainable and it does actually build its own life and, and culture and ethos where steampunk kind of was like a corset and some goggles, but a woman can be smoking in a top hat and tall boots. Nothing wrong with that living for it actually. But I think when you build something off, that's mostly just kind of a, a look per se, um, that that that's hard. Because like you said, once you go back and you keep doing it, if you watch a movie or you read a material or you see it, you're like, oh, cool, that's it, duh. You know what it's really about. But do you actually really know what it's truly a, a, about? You mm. know?
0: You're know, you right. Yeah, it doesn't have like um, an ethical code yeah. <laughs> to go with it. Yeah.
1: Because if you go by the ethics of the Victorian age, then if, I'm not here for it.
0: yeah no that's true and and i think even with like something like cyberpunk Mm -hmm. you know that it's like this nihilist world Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know (laughs) like it has it has some sort of like philosophical thought to go with it and i don't know if i feel that steampunk does maybe it does and i'm just unaware of it but
1: oh i'm i'm up for people to 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 school us on the the lifestyle of the rich and steampunky. Um, I think I think it would be great. I mean, I can't imagine what that structure would look like, but I'd be into it. I'd be down to learn. Mm. Oh, there go. All right.
0: Before we go, since we are out of time, you mentioned a few different movies. Do you have like a favorite film or book or I guess there's mm. even like music? I don't really know. Yeah,
1: yeah. But- if I'm gonna say favorite, I think I have to go back to the original. It would probably be like, was it Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? I think a lot hmm. of people equate with yeah, that. I the... feel
0: like all of Jules Verne yeah. definitely. <laughs>
1: <counts in laughs> yes, this. yes, um, yes, yes. So I think like like that between um, book and movie, I think that was a really innovation. I will say that I think steampunk really took that the steam engine era because it was something so miraculous and took. What man could do with their hands, and um. thought about. It's kind of like when remember we used to watch Flintstones, and it was the creativity what they would do with these prehistoric animals, and that was kind of fun. Like, oh, a woolly mammoth's not a vacuum, but it's really kind of fun yeah, to kind of yeah. imagine. It's something like that. Of like, okay, yeah, no, scientifically we know steam cannot do X Y Z. You know, like in Wild Wild West, we know that if it, you can't make enough cogs to simulate a, a bullet train but what if and it's just that's just so much fun and i think that particular movie and book it really really sparked because there's nothing more mysterious and also slightly terrifying. And it's like man's obsession going to the moon. But we've also never explored the deepest depths of our sea. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. What about you? Um,
0: I, well, before before we talk mine, oh. just to piggyback off of what you're saying, mm-hmm. I think the beauty of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, too, is I feel like that is such a good choice for this cultural moment. Mm. Like I I've been thinking a lot about Jules Verne and his works in a pandemic world <laughs> because I feel <laughs> right? like especially 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea cuz if you're looking at it very like metaphorically about like this like venturing inward and like I don't know. I think there's a lot there. <laughs> uh, so if you mm. haven't read or experienced or watched 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, now is a great time uh, to do
1: so. It's so good. It's so Frenchy and so lovely and <laughs> get you some burns in your life. <laughs> it's really, really good. But yes, I want to know what what's inspired you steampunk wise. Mm,
0: that's a good question. I mean, I guess Jules Verne is good. I don't know. Like the thing that always comes to mind, and this is not a reference for anyone else except for me, I guess, um, is I did a play that we used a lot of steampunk in the design in 2009. Mm. <laughs> that, that my, the theater company that I was part of, we did this like adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe works. Ooh. And we use, like, steampunk for the design aesthetic. So that's always what comes to mind, first mm. off. My second thing, I guess, would be that's something that other people can actually see. And maybe you don't even know this anime. Would Trigun be considered
1: steampunk? Oh, um, Ooh, spell it. I want to know.
0: Yeah, so Trigun was, like, a manga that was turned into an anime. And it kind of it revolves around one... One guy, for the most part, Vash the Stampede, and he, Mm. there are bounty hunters that are, like, looking for him, but he can't remember, like, he has this amnesia, and he can only recall, like, bits of his childhood and he's like trying to save lives it's like this whole like he he's essentially like a gunslinger with like a
1: mysterious past um <laughs> okay okay outfit alone yeah yeah that many are but- you looking it up yeah yeah that many buttons is obviously gonna be steampunk for those who can't see it's you know it's the nice like slimming jacket with the double breasted of buttons all the way down to the side with a. The- over-exaggerated gun. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a, I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Would you consider Firefly steampunk? Yes, actually I would. I can't believe I did not put that in the list. I would totally consider it, but once again, I think it actually, I will give it this though. I'm I'm not going to say like, I'm an authority on it whatsoever. I think they did a good job of including, incorporating it without it being too heavy it wasn't Mm -hmm. too much sauce it was lightly peppered and i thought they did a good job of that
0: yeah and i would say both trigun and firefly more heavily pull on like the wild west element of steampunk (laughs) rather than like proper english victorian steampunk and so i guess there's those two branches to steampunk which i hadn't really considered before
1: yeah i didn't think about that either because that's what the wild west was they mostly took like that oh and we just found something we just explored something today I'm into it. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't say Firefly, which that, I mean, that in itself can be a whole other minisode because, yeah, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not nearly as versed as most people.
0: Maybe Mandalorian writes that line also, Mm. because aesthetically it did remind me a lot of
1: Firefly. Mm, It did have like that, that beaten, desolate, but yet futuristic kind of thing going on. All right. We'll see. Look, maybe there have been things that we just, we weren't opening (sighs) our eyes to it.
0: Right. Goggles and corsets.
1: (laughs) I'm like, Maybe I that's don't see, what we're over. Uh hooker <laughs> fixing an engine. It's not steampunk. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was I was blinded by the lack of goggles. So yeah.
0: All right. Well, if there is something steampunk we absolutely need to know, mm-hmm. let us know. Otherwise, we're ready to to close that chapter and move on to the next retro futuristic view <laughs> of
1: the world. Exactly. Much needed. We need a, a future throwback.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, check the show notes for all the ways to get in contact with us. We'll be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another one of these mini sodes. Mm-hmm. Alright, peace.
1: Out.